this episode of the Dog Tales podcast. This morning I'm sitting above the Salty Dog Cafe near the beach in Torquay with a lady by the name of Vicky and her black and white border collie Scooter. Scooter's a gorgeous peaceful soul and he's got one blue eye and one brown eye. Now before we get started, uh, due to recording outside near the beach, I'm going to apologise up front for any untoward noises that might happen. I met Vicky at the Salty Dog Cafe where she told me a bit about the journey her and Scooter have just been through together. It's a very inspiring story of commitment, trust and unwavering love. So welcome Vicky and Scooter to the podcast. Thank you. Can you just tell us a little bit about Scooter and how you and Scooter got together? Ah, yes, I'd uh, lost two little fluffy ones and um, had a bit of a break and then I really wanted another dog so I'd go around to the rescue places and go online and there was nothing. And uh, There's a place in Geelong called Gores, Geelong Animal Welfare. I think it's changed its name. I went there and uh, looking at all the cages, I thought I'd want another little fluffy and there were 15 people in line to take the only one that was available and they are all sort of big uh, sort of crosses barking at me and in the last cage this magnificent animal was sitting up the back something told me have a look and I asked one of the attendants could you please bring him out and they said look he's just been dropped off we've just got him yeah okay so he came out and he just snuggled up to my leg and he let me look at his teeth and I just knew straight away that was it. We were going to be inseparable and um, and he got straight in my car and that's it. I mean, we've just been together for the last 10 years. So you've had Scooter for 10 years now. How old was he when? Five. So he's nearly 15, yeah, which is yeah, wow. three years past his use-by date really. They only <laughs> last about 12 years. But, really? Yep, yep. And you don't know his history of no, no, but I have met someone else on the beach who's got a dog so similar, and also from Gores, also at five, he got him, and same mannerisms, little twirlies, and doesn't do um, water, sticks, bones, and we both think they're drop offs from a breeding place ah. for border collies, and at five, they're obliged to drop them; they have to discard them at five years of age, oh. past their breeding time. So his little twirlies and not not being interested in those normal dog things indicate to me that he's been in a cage or penned up quite a long sure, time. Sure, hmm. Well, he's very, very lucky, <laughs> young fella now, being with you because you come down every day to the beach yep. and you walk him. Yep. Yeah. And he's always – one of the things I noticed with Vicky and Scooter was Vic – Vic would come in and get a table and Scooter would just light up, you know, and has a look around all the tables and to see who's who and um, just a beautiful, beautiful soul. And as I got to know Vicky, she started to talk to me about she was heading to the vets to do some dressings and, you know, Scooter yeah. was a bit lame. And, and I think so- when we first met you, he was heavily bandaged. Yeah. Right up to the hip. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So... From there, um, Vicky's actually told me the story of, of the journey. Mm. So can you tell us what's happened then with Scooter? Yeah, Hats? well, it ended up after a procedure that actually his whole leg 
rotted off right down to the t- nails, his little claws, big claws, and um, I was not going to give up. And after two or three surgeries, um, a lovely locum vet came in and said, look, I said to her, what about Manuka honey as a dressing? And she, she lit up. She said, oh, if you're into that. So I raced into Chemist Warehouse in Geelong. Yeah. And I said, oh, I need the most expensive one you've got. <laughs> it's going to save my dog. And so um, another lovely young vet, Chris, who was first year out, um, bonded with Scooter. And each day we would go in for three months, 9 o'clock in the morning usually, and he would just go in and lie on the towel on the floor and just – lie there and let them debride it, treat it, wash it, all the wounds on his legs. And uh, gradually, gradually, gradually you start to get better and now you wouldn't know, really. Wow. You wouldn't know. So he had a procedure done and then it, it's got it infected yes. and then you've gone back for three months day after day to have that redressed. Mm. And that in itself is a massive commitment to to Scooter because yeah. that's not. Well, easy job to do, that's for sure. We've got such a bond that he totally trusted me. And when when we first went in, he was uh, we were lying on the uh, the waiting room floor. Sometimes it was it was there was no room, and and I every time I would lie down with him, yeah, I'd just lie down next to him, and he just knew I was there. And he was he was almost grateful. Oh, you you're helping me, you're helping me, but also. One of the after one of the surgeries, really, he shouldn't have survived. We should have okay. lost the leg or him. And you and said, sorry, Vicky, you said he had three surgeries mm, through this process. Mm, so that's huge mm, for him and for you. And yep, yeah, yep, 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 anesthetics. But the last one, which was the most uh, huge one, we went back to my daughter's place with three grandsons. Yeah. And we all, he was on the floor, non just comatose, really. Yeah. And did we they all slept him to live? Did, was no. That, okay. No, no, no. They just said, "Look, he's not going to make it." Oh wow! And I and I went home, and I'm Christian, so I sort of prayed, and sure. I said, "If it's if it's going to be up to me and the bond that we've got together, we're going to do this together, and with the team." And um, my three grandsons under twelve and myself, we slept on the floor with him. Oh. And I think. In a way, that was a turning point. About 2 o'clock in the morning, I honestly saw a light, a white light come in and bang, a big beam go into his body and I just, I knew from then on, he just came back. Oh, wow. Mm. So your three little grandsons were with you and slept with him as well. What an incredible, um, you know, unwavering belief and commitment and love to Scooter. Sure, and... I mean, I'm a bit crippled myself with arthritis and I live on my own, but when he finally came home, he was on a, on a mat in the lounge room and he couldn't get up and walk, so I had to pull, find a way to pull that mat down the hallway and outside and I'd get a neighbour to come over and, and we'd both hold him while he did a wee. Oh, and, uh, Vicky, wow. It was just a team thing, right? He's the amazing one, really. He just yeah, but never complained. Yeah, he's a he's a beautiful fella. Not never know when he when I saw him downstairs and he had his bandages on. He never complained. Like never. And people come and pat him, and he just smiles. Yeah, yeah. 
Gee, they're amazing. They're here last night, though. Yeah. And he wanted to go, when he was nearly at the stage where he was fine, I could take the last lot of the bandages off on the bottom. I made special shoes. Water, this is the winter. I made special little waterproof shoes for him that wrapped around his leg and to, to get him outside. But he wanted to, he'd see dogs on the beach running and he so wanted to go down and just go with them. And he just knew he couldn't. So he just, yeah, I could only walk him about 10, 20 metres and come back again. And yeah. He didn't ever put up a fast. He said, all right, we'll, we'll, we'll wait. We'll wow. wait. You'll be right now. It's the same as it used to be. Yeah. Right. Man, what a, um, <laughs> what a story of resilience for you mm. and Scooter mm. like that. Faith, I think, faith, faith in the fact that as a team we could do it together. Um, faith in him that he he was so strong and so stoic and and so willing to just lie there on the vet's floor and let them debride it and and um, I mean it was painful but, yeah I can but imagine he, he didn't flee they they'd bring in the student nurses just to see an example of what an amazing dog can be yeah because they told me that any other dog would would have had to have been um, sedated every time and I you can't put a dog through that every day no no way but they were just amazed that he he knew and he'd just come in and let them do what they had to do wow Never and you dressed it with the manuka Manu- honey manuka honey Stop. in at the vets yes yeah I, I bought the manuka honey and gave it to them and and then I used it at home as well <laughs> Amazing stuff. I mean, I did a did a lot of research on it, yeah, and got the really good stuff, yes, um, which is like hundreds of dollars. But that that's fine. Yeah, well, no. I've used um, techniques like that for I years. I use it on horses. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Incredible, fantastic. And then I I had to find a way to for him to walk without it getting soaking the bandages up through the pads. Yeah. So I did it. Did some searching around, and Coles actually had the best waterproof tape, and and, and then I started using gaffer tape to wrap as a final dressing on top. But they stopped treating him at the vet, so I do it at home. The final bit, yep. And he would let me cut it all open, like the layers of it. Yes, didn't like it in the end, but I'd say it's okay, it's okay, and and he'd let me do it. And once it was redressed, it was like oh, because it was really foul. But he was on very strong antibiotics for quite a long time, and uh, yeah, it's all good. And it's completely healed now. Absolutely, isn't it? completely healed. Wow. He's got brand new baby pads, and I had to be careful where I was walking him because it was like new skin, yeah, like baby okay. skin. So it couldn't be on hard gravel yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, so, yeah, but it's toughened up a bit more. I imagine. Um... You probably found strength in you that you never knew you had to get through this as well, especially if you've been on your own. It's just been you on scooter. I always wanted to be a nurse, always. Yeah. yeah. And um, I think this brought out the, like I watch all the medical shows on TV and all the vet shows and I'm fascinated by it. So I think this was my turn at doing my own thing with him, being yeah. a vet nurse, Yeah. which I kind of was really. Yeah. And being the owner as well, he trusted that. But even that strength, like. Being told that he's probably not going to make it and just, you know, that stuff really oh. knocks you around when they're so dear to your heart. Sure, but I, my experience with professionals, medical professionals and vets, is that 
they they only know a certain amount. They don't know how the relationship between you and your dog and how powerful that is. Yeah. And how healing that can be. Yeah. So the fact that they sort of said, look, it's not going to. And actually the young female vet who did that last final surgery, she knew that he was going to make it because I was there. And she yeah. said, no, we don't know any other owner who would be so committed yeah. and come in the way you have. But it was lovely because she left and went to Canada for two months. And I used to think, oh, I wish she could see him better. And I was sitting at another cafe in Torquay and a lady came up to me. I didn't recognise it because she wasn't in a uniform. Scooter, Scooter, look at you. And it was her. She said, oh, my goodness, look at you. This is wonderful. And I said thanks to you. And, you know, those vets that, you know, helped and saw this journey of you two will never forget that in their practice. Exactly. They'll take that. I have had a young, one of the young nurses come up to me and said, look, I was only there for two days, but I'll never forget your dog. Yeah. Yeah. And what an incredible dink to leave in their lives. It didn't have to be uh, muzzled. It wasn't snarling. Yeah. Some of them bark the whole time. Some so, of them shake the whole time. He would just walk in, knowing what was going to happen, just lie down calmly and close his eyes, let them do it. Wow. Oh, if only we were that um, wow. chilled out. <laughs> and I got strength from him. Yeah, I can imagine. Sometimes oh, I'd go home and just go, no, nah, we're going to do this together. We did. And look, even prior to this, this guy that's got this ability to do what he's just done, I'm sure he's given you a whole lot of love oh. you know, even prior to this time. Well, I've got complex post-traumatic stress disorder, which has been treated, that's fine, and ADHD, but he's my carer and sure. I'm his carer. We, we both, it's reciprocal. Yeah. Yeah. So I've lost five dogs before, like I've had German Shepherds and little ones, and I know that they're only lent to us. We just borrowed them for a while. Give love to us. And, um, yeah, if you've seen a movie called uh, Dog's Purpose. I haven't. And A Dog's Journey, that's the answer to me. And yeah. having seen that, that helped me continue with my commitment to him. Yeah. And they know so much more than us, don't they? Oh. They prove it time and again. And they just accept us unconditionally with all our hoo-ha. And even there would have been days, I imagine, Vicky, having had post-traumatic stress, you would have had some pretty low days in these Whoa. years and, and even during this time. I'm pretty sure he would have picked that up. He knows. He knows. And he'll just look at me and say, do you need me? And and I'll just say, when I come home, if I've been out, I'll say, do you want to cuddle? And he jumps up on a special little um, Ottoman thing that's his and I sit on the couch next to him. We have the best cuddle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's cool. But he's not needy. No. He's Heavens not, no. Look, look at him. Yeah. He's chilled out. He's mm. The thing that I also noticed too is even through these last six months with your journey with Scooter, you've shown up every day, every day with a smile. Scooter's <laughs> shown up with his smile. Yeah. It sore as blazes with his leg. You kept showing up and I think... One of the greatest things we can do, even in times when it's really rough, especially with PTSD, is still show up for yourself, show up for Scooter. My routine and living like I've been through so much trauma in my life that although my routine's changed from being a teacher, I know that when we come down here, we kind of heal other people because other people are drawn to him and they love even the children. Oh, Scooter, you're here today. 
and and they'll go up and he's got his little clan and his little family of other dogs <laughs> yes. that he knows. And yeah. I'll I'll say, do you want to go and see Li- this Lily? And oh, there's about twenty of them that he knows. Yeah, and he's so happy. He just sits and has them all gathered around him because he's the elder. He's I, the eldest one. Yeah, of all of them. Do you know when I watch this, I watch all these the huddle of the yeah, different the dogs. Huddle. <laughs> The and you see hunting. some of the dogs, they come trotting up off the beach way before their owner and they've done the rounds and said g'day to everyone before their owner even gets up. It's just the best thing. It's amazing, isn't the it? The best thing. And yeah. and I can well imagine if you were having a oh, shitty day, yep. you can come and have a smile and see the other dogs. You it's my medicine. Yeah. It is my medicine. It's probably his medicine. Yeah. Because if I think I'm not getting home till lunchtime and I you know, and I'm a bit tired after that and I might have a nap and then the day's gone and I'll go, oh, I've got to stay home today, Squidder, we're not going. And he'll just look at me and then I'll go, yeah, all right, we're going. Okay, we're <laughs> going. I think showing up for yourself like that, it just helps. It's a reason to get up someday. Oh, totally. It's my purpose. Yeah, yeah. 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 And yeah. and then yeah. to come to somewhere where these amazing dogs are like, all of a sudden it's like mass healing going on around you and you don't even realise how much they give us. Oh, it's so mass healing, absolutely. Yeah. And being an empath myself, I mean, I can tell the people who are dog people, they're just just drawn to everything. They'll go around like I do. Yeah. I I get up and if I see a dog that I'm drawn to, I just go up and cuddle it. Smooch. (laughs) Smooch, smooch, cuddle, cuddle, (laughs) pat, pat. Yeah. Rub, rub on the flank when they're, they're a bit sore and, and they're oh. so unconditional too. They don't they don't look at us and go, well, sorry, you're a bit fat or you're a bit skinny or you're the wrong colour or the wrong there size. There are a couple who've got issues, but they're usually outside. I call them outsider dogs who come down and they're not used to being around other dogs or around people in a cafe situation. Yeah, yeah for and sure. And they're pretty tense and stressed. If you pick up that vibe, you don't go near them. Yeah, yeah. Often you can pick up the tension in their owners too. When they've got a really oh, intense yes, dog, yep, yep, and you could tell from their eyes if their eyes are stressed, and I don't trust you, you don't go near them. Yeah, and, and that's respect, obviously, for the dogs. So, um, what's coming up for you and Scooter? You'd... Well, next week I'm having a full knee replacement. Oh, okay. So that'll be three or four weeks at home. Oh, well, in rehab, and but I've got a electric scooter. Yeah. So when I finally get home to my place. He, I think that's why it's called scootery. But he, <laughs> I don't know. He just knows that he just trots along, and yeah, and, and he'll be my healer. He'll just come up and yeah. lie next to me. So you'll you'll just do your thing at home for as long as you need to. Yeah, when I you think can, I'm going to my daughter's, sure. and she'll come because I live ten, like fifteen minutes away. I'm, I'm getting a bit um, tense about leaving him, but he's going to my daughter's, which he loves, and they love him. Yeah, is so, this with the three boys? Yes. Oh, well, he'll yep, be. Yeah, he's he'll, fine. Yeah. And they've got a dog as well, so he's got his spot outside where he sleeps. I mean, he just he goes to the sand pit actually where it's cool under a tree. Yeah, okay. And he sits there and he just yeah. well, meditates. <laughs> uh, you can see him. He just to the birds and the trees. <laughs> they're, they're on three acres, so it's beautiful. Do you know what's really interesting? And I've seen this a few times now. I saw it again the other day, and this might sound silly. To people listening, but I've I've witnessed it. A friend dog used to walk underneath a tree that had sort of low branches, only sparse branches, and he'd back in there and he'd get get a bit of whatever he was getting off the leaves, and then he'd move forward. He'd get a little bit more, 
and you move on again and just under this like sort of singular set of leaves and you just stand there and once he'd done all three spots off he'd go and I saw a dog do it the other day I just knew that he was getting whatever he needed from that tree he is happiest in my garden, if I go outside, he, he's got about 15 spots. I'm so uh, Four years ago when I started, it was all just dirt. Yeah. And I said, you have to wait till I get enough plants here so that you can go underneath them and burrow under them, and that's what he does. Yeah. And you can't see him. He'll burrow underneath, and he's got spots at Louise's place as well. Look, we don't know hardly anything, I reckon, as humans sometimes, do I we? Could, I wish they could talk. I just ah. Well, they can if you, if you tuned in to their energy and their eyes and, and their body language, but I just wish you could verbalise what's going on, you know. But he does, he talks. When he's happy, he goes down the beach and he, woof, woof, like it's a, like a high-pitched, yeah. oh, my God, I'm so happy. Hello, hello, everyone. <laughs> How are you today? Well, I was actually just going to ask the funniest little thing that he gets up to. Yes, my toilet is down the hallway and I cannot, and it's plastic on the hallway carpet, and I go down and I can hear his footsteps and he just comes down every time. I say, look, I'm only only just going to be here for two seconds. No, he has to come down, plops down beside me and... He just stays there. Stays there. So he's always looking out for you. Yeah, but it's more that this toilet and, and the shower, I'll, I'll pick out of the shower and I can see his two legs, <laughs> two legs just around the corner just lying there just waiting, waiting. Waiting. Wow. Amazing. Amazing. Just waiting. And then he knows once I'm dressed, okay, I'll go back to the kitchen part and the routine is cup of tea and whatever. Yeah. And then I go to put my shoes on. Wow, that's <laughs> – Let's go. Get out of my way. I've got to put my shoes on. (laughs) He knows. He knows. They know. But he's also not a normal dog in that once I put him out for a wee and I forgot and I closed the door and I go, half an hour later, where is he? Just sitting there. (laughs) Just waiting. He doesn't make a sound. Yeah, well, I think that was his patience and his temperament was made pretty obvious through your journey. Wow. With healing his legs. But he's always, but he's always been like that. Well, he's certainly got a very, very good life now. He's a very lucky doggy. So to have have you. so have I. We're lucky to have him in our lives, aren't we? So, Vicky, if there was, before we wrap this up, if there was anything that you wanted to say to Scooter and you oh. knew he could hear you. Oh, he does. What would you want to he say does. to him? I just tell him every day I love you and, um, you know, thank you for choosing me because I think it was, well, believing in God, I think we were meant to meant to be together. And um, he's been such a, a magnificent instrument in introducing dogs to children here where children are terrified usually or the parents are and it comes through to the kids. And I'll say, it's okay, you can come up and pat him. And once they connect with that that soft fur, you can see the whole demeanour just change, you know, and I think that is so important for later on yeah. where they won't have that terrible fear. Yeah. I mean, you've got to be careful with dogs. You've got to make sure. Of course. But he is particularly amazing in that he will let 100 children come up and just cuddle him and pat him. Yeah. Know? But... So, yeah, I, I'm just grateful that 
that he was there. I, I'm, he's my best friend. That's beautiful. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure you're his best buddy too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, definitely. I think so. Yeah. All right, Vicky. Thank, thank you. you. And it's been glorious here in the warm sun and the ocean sounds yeah. in the background and the crows. We had to let the yeah. crows sit for a little while, but that's. that's but isn't it a magic place? That, and, yeah. and I meet people who've got new dogs where I live and I go, please take them down to the Salty Dog on a quieter day yeah. and get them socialised. Because it's just gorgeous down here. Thank you, Vicky. Yeah.